morning tatooine another episode here this week see what are we season three episode three at this point uh so on today's episode we're going to be talking about episodes four and five of kenobi i hope the uh the misnumbering of the episodes doesn't throw people off a little bit um but yeah it's just me today we're gonna be talking about episodes four and five kind of just going through my thoughts and you know i think you know, we'll get into it, but I think the series really took uh, a big step or big turn, however you want to say it, in these next two episodes. So let's start with episode four. And right off the bat, I got to say, obviously, like, okay, I, I know I say this every time, but I'm going to keep saying it. If you haven't seen episode four and five of Kenobi, don't listen to this just yet. Wait till you after you watch it, because there's going to be spoilers for episode four and five. So there is your warning about that. You have no excuse now. You can't yell at me. Anyways, so episode four, favorite part, I have to say, is when Reva is interrogating little Leia, and Leia says to her, as Reva's trying to, you know, work her mind tricks on her, is this a staring contest? I was laughing so, so I, I, I found that hilarious that she had, and, and, you know, in terms of putting the balls to, to say that to Reva was just hilarious to me, so I just want to get that out of the way as definitely my favorite part of episode four moving on we see another uh underwater base here in episode four and it's very similar to i feel like to the one we see in fallen order uh where he's you know chasing reva and he runs into vader cal does and it's just funny to see another underwater base i mean they're cool and i guess they're like dark and you know fit the theme and all but you know another underwater base tala is really really starting to grow on me especially starting in this episode i've i've really you know leia was always my standout favorite character in this show little leia i mean kenobi's like the obvious answer right but like little leia was always my standout favorite but tala's like she's getting up there um i i really like that actress maybe i'm just like thinking of her role in game of thrones and and this and i'm just like this is awesome like they brought pedro pascal in to play the mandalorian from game of thrones and like look how that turned out right but uh, love Tala, and we will get into that a little bit later. Um, we see Obi kind of reconnecting with the Force here in Episode 4, right? We're seeing him not rust off, I guess you could say. Uh, he's definitely more proficient than he was in previous episodes with his blade and his connection to the Force. That is, I feel like, obvious. Um, we even get a little Obi-Wan classic spin of the lightsaber when he's... Uh, deflecting bullets off the uh, stormtroopers in the hallway so it was kind of nice to see uh i guess we expected that really was this progression of kenobi reconnecting with the force and becoming you know more of himself with his saber because you know people forget that you know he hasn't used that in 10 plus years it's not like riding a bike like you gotta warm up to that you can't just snap back into it after 10 years and it's i don't know some people i guess don't understand that and i'm gonna get into a little bit of answering some of the major critiques i've heard for the show probably at the end of the episode but that was one of them um and that i will address one of the sadder sadder parts of this episode is we saw tara the jedi that helped ahsoka find her lightsaber in clone wars is dead 
underneath the base in you know looks like Jurassic Park Amber or something like that. But that is the guy. Um, I knew he looked familiar. It really didn't. I'll be honest. Like for once, I this one didn't hit my hit uh, in my head at first. I had to like look this up. I had to see other people talking about it. But yes, it was him. Uh, the Jedi that helped the elderly Jedi that helped Ahsoka find her lightsaber in Clone Wars, and it was sad when I found that out. Like I, I wasn't sad as as sad when I was first watching because I didn't realize it, but when I did, I was like, oh man, like that guy was so nice. Like, but you know, Vader got to him. Uh, so I didn't recognize anyone else down there. I'm not sure if we were supposed to. I'm pretty sure he was the big one. We were. Uh, supposed to recognize, you know, people who watch Clone Wars and stuff. But uh, it was sad seeing him in there. How about Wade? I mean, they introduced this character, uh, and he immediately gets blown up. I mean, it was pretty cool seeing, like, Reva deflecting the bullets off of the speeder, ship, whatever you want to call it. Um, and he was, like, pressing in. But, like, they introduced us to this character, Wade, and he, he's like, come on, Wade, just leave her. Where we're going. He's like, all right, like all optimistic, like yeah, we're good to go, man. And he flies off, and she takes like a freaking explosive and just chucks it at him, and the ship blows up, and Wade's fucking dead. Like, holy crap! Uh, I, I don't know. I like didn't see that coming. The way they were like setting up Wade and stuff, it didn't seem like they were gonna kill him off immediately. But hey. Um, looking back on it, they don't, the two of them really don't play that big of a role in the rest of the episode, but I remember my buddy reaching out to me and saying, like, you know, why they gotta do Wade like that? Like, and I'm like, you, you kind of have a point, like, I just felt like, I don't know, I'm, I'm not, like, mad or critiquing or anything about it, I was just surprised to see Wade get, uh, blown up like that, but it was, it was a cool scene seeing, you know, the fighters come in, him, like, firing at her while she's deflecting the, the bullets from the speeder, or ship, like I said, I'm not, I don't know the exact term for that right now, but it's the ships that uh, run Hawk and stuff um, that brought down the uh, AT-ATs. So, or some version of them at least. They look like old raggedy, you know, all the rebels can get their hands on kind of ship. Anyways, that's not my point to talk about this ship. Down goes Wade, and they escape right. And this is at this point, I was like, Vader's gonna rip her fucking head off. <laughs> <laughs> like Riva is fucking post, but uh, I mean he storms in, fucking lifts her up by the throat, chokes her. And I'm like, this is it. He's gonna kill her right here. I I was fully convinced that this was the end of Riva. We weren't seeing anything more from her. She was dying at this point. But then she says she puts the tracker on her, and he gets away with it. Cause you know that's something Vader does later in you know the movies. He puts the tracker on, her, lets them go, so they can find the base. Um, so she does that. She bugs Lola. I mean, I thought it was pretty obvious that she bugged Lola and that we found out Lola's an op. Fucking traitor. But um, Lola is bugged as to ping their location to find the base. And that's kind of where we leave off with that episode. I know that was that was a pretty quick summary. Um, my thing with episode four is that there wasn't too much to dive into, right? Like, I, I really just highlighted the important parts in my eyes i mean tala like really just still being that badass character like standing up to that security guard was cool to see I, like i said love that character becoming one of my favorites um seeing you know tara in there and the amber was sad to see wade getting killed off vader rip about to rip someone's head off i mean we've seen him do pretty bad stuff so far so i'm surprised reva's still alive um 
But that is kind of it for episode four. And like I said, I know it's short, but there's only so much you can go into. It was more of a, uh, uh, it felt like to me, I know when I first watched it, I said, uh, this kind of felt like more like a little bit of a filler episode. I still enjoyed the episode. Like I said, I just said I enjoyed all these parts of it. Um, but compared to episode five, which we're going to talk about next, it doesn't even hold a candle to it. You know, like episode five is, my list of notes for episode five is like twice as long as episode four. Um, and I think most people can agree and realize why that is. So, at this point, if you have only seen episode four and you haven't seen episode five, this is your spoiler warning because I'm going to move on to episode five of Kenobi now. And this is probably going to be the majority of the episode today. So, this is your last warning, spoiler warning, episode five of Kenobi. If you haven't watched it yet, pause it here, come back, watch it another time. You know, watch it once, twice, three times, four. You know, I watch it like three to four times usually a week but hey you know to each their own all right getting into episode five now last warning we start with a flashback scene right and i feel like this is what people have been waiting for they've been calling and begging to see these flashback scenes and i think so we have to understand that we were never guaranteed flashback scenes like the bridge how never said that you know you're getting flashbacks so i think people got extremely impatient with that they wanted uh you know they wanted flashbacks now they wanted fighting now they wanted vader now and you know a story has to be told i'm gonna go into that a little bit more at the end about you know the critique as a whole to this series from what i've heard from friends and family but let's talk about specific episode five so we start with the flashback really cool seeing um you know this uh, attack of the clones-esque era flashback of anakin and obi-wan uh love the jesus hair i think i'm gonna have to go with the jesus hair at some point in my life right it's like this mullet like obi-wan jesus hair I i'm gonna have to go with that at some point maybe sooner than you guys think but so lola is an op you know it's confirmed in that you know she's a fucking traitor but we kind of knew that so they go to this base and for the first time, we kind of see Reva crack. And what I mean by that is she's always this hard-ass, this evil character. But when Kenobi's talking to her about, oh, like, you saw Anakin, right? You saw him murder your friends. Like, she actually, like, listens to him and, and, and almost loses control of her dark side for, for the first time in the series, really. And eventually, he's able to convince her to, I guess, help him a little bit. And he was smart too, you know, she had a vulnerability in that being her traumatic past, and he used it to save the people, but, you know, it's the first time we've seen Reva crack, really, from being a evil uh, character, at this point being the Grand Inquisitor. Um, but building off of that, I mean, if you, if you guys are loyal listeners and you listen to the first episode I did with Billy, where we talked about episodes one and two, you, you'll know that my theory about Riva was pretty friggin' spot on. I mean, the only part I really miss was I said that she was doing this for his approval, when in reality she was doing this to try to kill him. So I missed on that factor, but the fact of, you know, maybe not the same as <laughs> approval versus killing him, but she was still doing all this for him. Uh, I also said that she saw anakin and that's how she knew i know people were complaining about like how the frig did she know but she freaking she saw him as a kid you know murder her friends like and when she said that uh 
she played dead and felt the bodies go cold. I'm like, this is children we're talking about. Holy crap. I remember when they first writ this script, and I don't know how true this is. It's really just something I saw on Twitter and online, was that they rewrote the script because they thought the original was too dark. And I think from a Star Wars standpoint, this is one of the darkest pieces of Star Wars you know, movie and uh, TV that we've seen. So I'm curious if that was true, what that original script looked like, because there's some pretty uh, pretty dark uh, scenes and lines in this show, including the one where Reva says that she felt the bodies go cold next to her. Yikes. So almost right, right? And this gets to the point where, you know, they storm the base, the Empire, and I know... When I was talking about episode four, I was just talking about this with Tala, and like I didn't want to mention it while I was talking about episode four in case someone was listening and hadn't seen episode five yet. But they they gave her the Rogue One ending, as I like to say. As I see her, you know, get shot, and I'm like, holy shit, they're gonna Rogue One her. They're gonna Rogue One her. I was like, no, I look, I love Tala. She's such a badass. Uh, it was just, it was sad to see her go. I mean, she she went out with a boom, you know, no pun intended. Uh, but I mean, to even seeing the, uh, the robot protector was, was awesome. I mean, we've seen that overlying theme of, uh, these protective, you know, robots, whether, what kind of robot they might be, um, you know, as a loader droid, a protocol droid, an astromech, we've seen it all where these loyal droids save and stick with them. It was just sad to see Tala go. I mean, like I said, at least she went out with a boom, I guess, but it's it's this I know it's the same thing I, I thought with Rogue One where it's like I'm watching I'm enjoying the movie a lot and then I get to the end I'm like wait they can't live like not all these characters in like Kenobi can live because it gets to the point like well where were all of them in episodes four five and six right so they have to close some of these plot holes and I'm like I really wish they would have uh, used that actress for more, maybe. I mean, this was a super important role. I mean, any role played in this show is super important, in my opinion. So, it was just small, I guess is the word I'm looking for. I guess there's always potential for before that, but I just really like that actress. So, maybe that's the reason I love that character so much in such a short period of time. But it was really sad to see her go. And I want to jump back to the flashbacks now, because... The flashback scene plays a major role, and it, re- it really writes this entire episode, if you think about it. Basically, Obi-Wan telling him, like, it's not all about winning and losing. You know, you're so focused on success and winning. You, f- you don't see the bigger picture kind of idea. And we see this theme kind of play out throughout the episode, where, you know, skipping to the end here, but when he uses the decoy ship, I mean, that's whole part of that lesson he's trying to teach, you know. You're so focused on winning that you look at the first thing you see in this scenario the ship and that's it you're gonna attack it you're gonna rip the doors down you're gonna pull it down from the sky and it didn't work so we we bounce back and forth between this flashback scene and it's because it tells an overlying theme in this episode of you know you know anakin was as strong as he is as strong as he is as vader he's still not perfect i mean obi-wan was able to outwit him uh even at his you know prime vader stage he, uh, I mean, I know I, I talked about kind of a lot there, so we're going to get a little bit more in-depth at this point. But when he yoinked the ship, I was like, <gasps> I know I, I gasp a lot when I'm watching this show, but that, was, that wasn't just me. I know people have been waiting to see Vader do something like that. And all of my Force Unleashed fans out there knew Starkiller did that in the game. So it was, it was really cool to see 
Vader do it and also really did a good job of showing like how powerful he actually is because think about ships that are pulled in the past Ahsoka struggles to pull Maul's ships back in Clone Wars and uh, Rise of Skywalker you know Kylo and Rey both can't pull the transport ship like they're struggling over that where he just takes this ship and rips it I mean rips it down and not only that when it lands takes the force and rips the doors are not even there's not doors he just rips the metal off the side of the ship I mean that was uh, uh quite the presentation of strong ability by Vader um like I said I know a lot of people like that scene so I'm happy that you know between the flashback between this scene it's kind of getting people back on the positive track about the show um and building off of that when he fights Riva he he i mean he doesn't even take out his lightsaber to show her respect like i didn't like necessarily like pick up on that the second time and think about it but he doesn't even use his own lightsaber what he ends up doing is taking hers splitting it giving her one of the sides and using the other side i mean disrespectful i mean talk about like playing with your your, your prey jesus christ i mean it just shows how powerful he is but another thing with during that fight is when i love the part when he throws the lightsaber and then he's fighting with the one and then he calls the other one back and he does the, the double lightsaber pose now i saw some people on twitter and stuff comparing it to ahsoka's pose now i haven't really looked at them side by side but my first impression i didn't really see it i mean i love the the parallel but ahsoka kind of had a backhanded grip one forward one back he was kind of holding two of them you know one up one down to the side but i'd really have to look like uh to a side by side I'm curious, like, do you guys think it was uh, Ahsoka-like, the stance he made? Um, you can let me know in the comments when I post this on Instagram and stuff. But I'm curious because I didn't see it at first, but I know people were talking about it. And I'm curious if you guys think it's a reach or not, if he was uh, doing the Ahsoka stance. Because after all, I mean, he is the one who trained her, right? So that would kind of make sense. Obi-Wan is so smart for doing what he did. I mean... Uh, manipulating, I guess is the right word to use, manipulating Riva to help him in a way, uh, using the decoy ship, you know, the whole part of that lesson I was just talking about, the flashback. He saved all those people by doing that, by using the decoy ship. So kudos to him. He still got it. He's, and they also called him General, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, General Kenobi. Very nice. Uh, but after the fight, you know, Vader obviously beats Riva, stabs her, yada, yada, yada. And we finally get the grand the real grand inquisitor comes back and we find out that like vader knew she was a youngling uh this was their plan all along and she's no longer useful to them i mean he when he said youngling we're like oh shit this was like the other you know i i mentioned like oh he probably knows about this but he said he called her youngling and it's like like that jaw dropping fuck i fucked up my plan was shit for reva um ends up you know potentially getting her killed i guess we don't know per se yet but the grand inquisitor walks in and he goes hello and it's like i and i see people memeing about it like it's like obi-wan hello there and um i'm happy to see him back i knew he was coming back i was fully confident in that it just wouldn't have made sense for him to come back some people were talking about how oh he has two stomachs and that's why he survived that we've seen people survive worse i mean look at maul per se especially on the dark side of things Poor Qui-Gon, of course, is the uh, the only one that can't catch a break here getting stabbed in the stomach slash chest and, and coming back from it. But I do think it has something to do with, you know, for, for most 
cases, it's a dark side thing where, you know, he even says revenge does wonders for the body or whatever. I don't know the exact quote he says, but something about hatred. It was hate. Hate does, hate or revenge. It was one of the two. But, like, how do they explain it with Maul? Like, his hate kept him alive. His hate for Kenobi kept him alive. Spider legs and all. Um, so I really think it's, like, a dark side thing for these characters to be able to survive this. So I wasn't surprised when he just got stopped in the chest. And the fact that he's, you know, in Rebels. That was a big one, too. They wouldn't uncan everything after following these rules so tightly. So it was it was nice to see him back. I'm curious if we're going to see more of him in the last episode. But between him and him and, and Vader, they just show no respect. No respect at all. Um, between Vader, the way he fights, the Grand Inquisitor saying, you, you know, stay in the gutter, you worthless piece of crap, basically, to Riva. She can't catch a break. Her plan did not work at all. I don't know what she was thinking if she was going to be able to take down Vader. I mean, we know how powerful he is. She's been working under him, so she should know. So that was kind of a, a big dingus move by her. And we kind of see at the end, I think it's implied that Reva is still going to be alive in the last episode because she sees the message from uh, Leia or uh, not Leia Organa. Woo! Bail Organa. Brain fart there. Bail Organa as as the message he left for Kenobi saying, you know, talking about Tatooine and the boy and stuff. So now she knows that Kenobi's going to be on Tatooine. So where do we go from here is the question. I, I honestly think, I don't think we see Vader again. I don't think we, I don't think we may not see the Grand Inquisitor again. I think it's just going to be her by herself going to Tatooine. And I have... Which, okay, this is probably what you know most people are thinking what's going to happen is that Obi-Wan's going to have to fight Reva and he's going to end up killing her to defend Luke. You know, we're going to finish. You started this thing on Tatooine. It's going to finish on Tatooine, protecting the boy, a.k.a. Luke. <laughs> I have a hot take for this, though. And my friend laughed in my face when I told him this. But I think, and hear me out, I think that Reva's going to come go back to Tatooine. She's going to end up fighting Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's not going to have the heart to kill her. Instead, from a distance, Owen is going to shoot her and kill her. Because if you remember in the beginning, she's all up in his shit. She all, he also mentions the name Owen in, in the yeah, hologram. So she knows she's going right for Owen when she gets Tatooine. But I think Owen's going to be on the one that's killing her. Shoots her with like a cycler rifle or something. And because, you remember in the beginning, she sets up in his shit and is like, do you think you could protect your family from me? So I'm curious if they're going to, you know wrap that line up where Kenobi's gonna beat her but not want to kill her and then Owen's gonna end up shooting her with a cycler rifle in the in the background or something telling you know Ben Ben in quotation marks to fuck off you know we want to be left alone I don't want any of your force nonsense but that's my hot take for uh the finale is that Uncle Owen is actually gonna be the one to kill Reva with like a cycler rifle or something from the distance to protect his family I mean wouldn't that what did George Lucas say it's like it's like poetry Star Wars the story it just flows. Um, I don't know if they'll actually do that. That would be... I'm sticking with it, though. I think they might. I think they might. I don't know. Maybe that's just me overreacting to small things, but I think they might. So that's kind of my, my summary on Episode 5. Um, at this point, I kind of just want to talk about you know, some of the critique I've been hearing personally. Now, obviously, I, I don't hear everyone's critique. Um, this is mostly just from friends and family. I've I've been surprised how many people have not enjoyed the show um and it's to my surprise that the majority of my friends and family uh more friends don't like the show uh, my dad loves the show uh, i love the show billy loves the show he was on the first time 
But, I mean, even when Nate come on, he had some problems with the show as well. And, you know, I've always understood the hate, or not the hate, not even the hate, but the critique to the prequels, the sequels, whatever it might be. And you guys know if you listen to me a lot that my whole thing is I'd always rather have this stuff than not. Um, so that's always kind of been my argument at the end of the day with those kind of things. I enjoy them. I understand if people, not everyone enjoys them. Now, my thing with Kenobi is that maybe it's because it's early, maybe it's because it's fresh, maybe because it's not done yet, but I don't really under, understand a lot of these complaints and where they're coming from. I'm going to be honest. And I like, I don't want to go out on a limb here and like be on a one-sided argument because I really, that's not what I try to do on this show, but just some of the stuff I just, I just don't. You know, for the really the first time, or most times, I don't comprehend where people are coming from and why certain things are such a big deal to them. For example, I brought this up when talking to Nate on the show. A lot of people complaining about that chase scene in the beginning of the show. And I won't get into this one too much because I, I did touch on this before. But But why is that such a big deal? Like, why is it such a big deal that there's a chase scene yeah it's silly but why is that an episode killer why is that a series killer for some people that makes no sense to me none of these movies have ever been perfect you know there's there's always stuff you're not gonna like a movie so i think people just totally made a bigger deal out of that than they they needed to i just again one thing i don't understand but i talked about that already so moving on um a lot of people saying well uh, if vader was really vader he would have just killed Kenobi by now and I, I do for I do kind of understand where this one's coming from it's like if you're talking about Kenobi and or not Kenobi Vader in the comics I mean in, in the video games that are in those kind of mediums that we see him he's this all-powerful slaughtering like Lord, dark lord um I just think it doesn't you know he can't kill Kenobi like why that shouldn't be the expectation coming in um, and maybe it wasn't for some people. Maybe they just, I don't know. That's just, they wanted to see comic Vader. I don't know how they would have done that, but he can't kill Kenobi, right? Like Kenobi's alive in episode four, you know, new hope. So that wouldn't have made sense. Um, you know, people talk specifically about the fire scene. Like, why didn't he just walk around? But I mean, this is all part of like how movies and TV shows are like, they're not they don't always make sense i feel like people are just jumping on this show because it's such a big big deal it's a, and probably the biggest show that's come out this year and that's just star wars is always under that microscope always under that heat but again it's a part of the storytelling to me uh i just don't under, understand like he can't kill kenobi like it just doesn't mean you know if that's your argument like, like he should have killed kenobi then like what are we doing here uh um, anyways, moving on from that one, I'm trying to think of just, you know, stuff I've heard multiple times, obviously there's singular stuff and whatnot, but people I know in the beginning, I haven't heard this as much lately, but people talking about little Leia and how she's not great. And like that, that one, I, I, I will put my foot down and, and go to the top of the hill with this argument that she's doing a fantastic job. That actress, that kid, that is not an easy thing to do what she's doing. And for someone to hate on what she's doing blows my fucking mind. Like, how could you hate on her? It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, she's a child. And she, to me, she's doing a fantastic job. She's out, outperforming everyone in the show, if you ask me. Um, so I don't even want to get into that one. Because that, that's so f rather, in my opinion, that's fucking dumb. Like, that, that's dumb. She's doing a great job, that actress, that kid. You know, 
I don't know what people expect out of a 10-year-old. I don't know how how old she, actually she is, but she's portraying Leia in a way I never thought they'd be able to do. And I, kudos to her. I, Like I said, my favorite character in the show. Tala was coming close, but then, you know, she blew up. So that was unfortunate. Um, but we get to this point now. I talked about this, the flashback scenes, and I'm not going to dive into that again, but people... You know, being impatient about these flashback scenes. Like, we were never guaranteed these scenes. Like, people act like we were were supposed to get them from the start. We were never guaranteed that. That was just fan speculation. A lot of the show, uh, what's out there, has been fan speculation before it came out. So, I saw a video talking about this on TikTok, of all places, actually. You know, laugh if you want, but TikTok's a great place for information. My whole TikTok feed is Star Wars, and I learn a lot. Uh, pick up on a lot of small things from the episodes from TikTok. And, you know, the video talked about how people... It's not that people don't like the show. It's that people are being impatient. And I used that word earlier. I used the word impatient earlier. And my point being is that the story has to be told. We can't just have fighting 24-7. We can't just have flashbacks 24-7. That's not really how the story is being told. And, you know, these people that I understand critiquing as the show goes, but there, there's people out there that hate the show and, and are vocally outright about hating the show and how it's not good. And I just, again, don't, I don't understand that, but you're not even going to let the show finish. Like, that's just being impatient. You, if you're really going to make a final opinion on something before it's done, that's just being impatient. Let me give you a prime example. I've talked about this on the show before. I know I'm repeating myself a lot, but... This is from a while back, talking about The Last Jedi. Now, those of you who know me know that that film is probably my least favorite out of all of them. But every I got to say, every time I watch that film, I like it a little bit more and more. And that goes into being patient with something. I didn't like it the first time. I would vocally did not like it the first time I finished it. But at this point in my life, I had to barely say like I'm content with it. And if you want to know why, I talk about it in my last Jedi ones. Basically, there's some scenes I really like in that movie, but it goes down to this thing of patience. I, you know, I didn't like it the first time. I gave it a couple more tries, and I still watch it every now and then. I still watch all of them, you know. But the more I watch that one, the more I like. I can appreciate what they were trying to do. I can. I, I, I admit that. And I hope that's the reaction people have with this show, where they give it another chance. They watch it maybe another time. When everything's said and done, they're like, okay, I respect the direction they went with. I respect the story. I think they did a, a good job with it. Like, I think they're doing a f- fucking fantastic job. But I hope people can at least get to the point where they're like, they did an okay job. They did a content job. Kind of like how I am with The Last Jedi at this point in my life. Where it's like, they did okay. It was all right. Um, I hope people can get to that point. I hope that comparison makes sense. Uh, because I, I really do think it comes down to a thing of patience. If you are going to be that quick to judge the show at this point it's just you're being impatient you know the story needs to be told um all right i think i've expressed my feelings about the show and i'm gonna do something similar to this obviously when the show ends final thoughts again being patient but i've just heard too much critique to not address some of the the hotter topics at least that i've heard from my friend group uh about the show and you could be sitting there right now being like i don't agree with that at all and that's fine because if it comes down to opinion stuff, I'm never going to convince you to change your mind, right? There's no point. It's like 
arguing about anything in Star Wars. If it comes down to an opinion thing, you're not you're not there's no you're not going to change each other's opinion not easily at least. Um, opinions do change, and you know maybe, but if you're hard stuck on something, you're not going to change someone else's opinion about it. So if you're sitting here and you're saying, "No, I don't like what he's saying," because of an opinion. Well, that's your opinion. That's fine. But I'm telling you mine. And mine is that this show is doing a really good job. Um, and for a show that could have really screwed this up, they just simply have not for me in any way, shape, or form so far. We have one episode left, and I have full confidence to Brochow to finish this off right. And I think she's going to finish it off right. So next week, we will see my final thoughts on the show. Uh, I will have a guest back for next weekend or week. Uh... But I'm not going to tell you who it is. Um, it's a friend of mine. He wanted to come on at the end. So he was been, he's been waiting for this. So next week should be a really good episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this little dual episode solo act, I guess you could say. I haven't been solo in a while, right? Like I used to do solo a lot. But um, no, I mean, I combined four and five because I felt like four was a little too uh not too much to talk about so i felt like it was the right decision to combine four and five give you guys a longer episode so i hope you guys enjoyed that if you have any questions you want to talk about some of this critique you know in a friendly manner right and keep it keep it civilized we're adults right right if you're listening to this i put the explicit on you're you're an adult we can talk about it follow me follow the instagram it's good morning tatooine you can follow us on tiktok i like to think i post some funny stuff on there some people like it some of the videos do well i don't know i'm still figuring out the whole algorithm and stuff but uh, I'm trying to do a little more informational videos on TikTok as well. So make sure you follow that as well. It is also Good Morning Tatooine, GM Tatooine. Um, new logo and stuff. So if that throws you off, don't. That's that's me. It used to be now. This is podcasting now. Where we are Good Morning Tatooine. Um, so make sure you give that stuff a follow. We're on Twitter as well. But it's mostly just the stuff I repost from TikTok and Instagram. So go give them a follow. If you want to come on the show, you want to talk about stuff. Anything you got, um, I'm always willing to talk stores. I always love hearing from you guys, so please don't be afraid to reach out, leave a comment on stuff, because I always love hearing it. Really motivates me to keep doing this and keeps me in good cheers. So next week, we will talk the finale of Kenobi. Until then, I hope everybody has a safe, fun, and good week slash weekend, or whenever you are listening to this. I'll talk to you next week, and as always, may the force be with you.